Welcome to the Start Over Coder podcast. I am the Start Over Coder, and I'm taking you along on my quest, taking up a new career as a professional developer and pursuing financial independence. Recently, I started learning React, and React is a framework that gets a lot of buzz, and today's episode is all about my first impressions getting started learning React. So first of all, what is React? It is a JavaScript front-end framework, which is basically a library that lets you use JavaScript to design how you want a website to look from the front. So when people actually visit the website, how they're interacting with it, what things show up where on the page, how those things may change as time goes or as they interact with it, uh, it's deciding and working on all of those things. And if you're familiar with HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, or maybe jQuery with React, it seemingly is a little bit easier to do even more dynamic things. And what's really different about it is that you work on individual components of a website and then stitch them together. So whereas with HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, or maybe jQuery, you are doing kind of the whole page at once and everything is sort of, uh, it relates to each other in space. Your CSS can affect other things. So if you set a CSS property on one element of your page and maybe you have another element with a similar class or that item is nested within another element that has a class that you set, then you can have unexpected results or undesired results in how the page actually shows, how it renders. Whereas in React, because you are styling individual components, then the changes that you make are not going to affect other things outside of that individual component. So for each component, you define how the user will be able to interact with it. You define how data will be passed in and through that component, how it will be updated if things change. And the whole idea of this is that it kind of modularizes things. So you can, as I said, make changes to different parts of the website without having knock-on effects in other parts of the website. And it's really popular. React is really popular because of that modularization. And not only is it individual elements on a website that you change, but you can also take other people's code, other people's components, and implement them into a site that you're building. So really good examples of that are like having a search component where you have a search box and people can type in whatever their search queries are. And then maybe the results will start coming up as they're typing. Or another good example is having like an image carousel on a web page. So you're having images slide through at certain intervals in time. Those are things that are common enough that, you know, it's likely you can find a component that's already been written that you can just drop into your project and doing so will not affect other pieces of code that you have written. And likewise, you can, let's say you work at an agency or you just work in any capacity where you're building websites regularly and different websites, you can build components and drop those into your different projects wherever they are appropriate. So it kind of takes some of the work out of setting up a new site every time if you have pieces that you know work really well, that you've styled as you want to, put the functionality in as you want to, and you can just kind of drop those into different projects as and when is necessary. Another reason why React is super popular is because it also works cross-platform, which is huge. So React works in the web browser for sure, like on a desktop computer. There's also React Native, which is used to build native applications. So it's not just a on your mobile device. It's not just going to a website and it'll look the same as the desktop version. 
but it's literally you can create an, a whole application, a standalone app that, you know, it'll have the same look and feel and functionality of the website, but it's all goes into the code that's necessary to create a native application. So that takes away the need to have a different developer team for web versus iOS versus Android. With React Native, you can take all of your components, one team builds them, and then in many cases, you can apply that into those different platforms as well. And then aside from mobile, there's, I think there's also like a virtual reality, a VR port from React into VR um, technology. So I don't know much about that, but the overall benefit is that React is cross-platform. So that adds to its popularity. And of course, because it's all in JavaScript, it is very popular. So it's a slightly different way of writing JavaScript. There's a sort of sub JS language, I guess you could call it, uh, called JSX, which is a way of writing JavaScript and HTML in the React code. Ultimately, it does compile down to plain JavaScript. So if you don't want to learn JSX, you don't have to. You can just write all of the code in the JavaScript way in React. But apparently, and I can see this, using JSX, because it is so similar to HTML and regular JavaScript, it is easier to um, do that in your React code. So overall, being in JavaScript, I would say that, you know, that adds to the popularity because it's very accessible to people who are front-end developers. So that's all well and good for what React is, but why did I specifically want to learn it? And for me, that mostly comes down to employability due to its popularity. So there are loads, and just looking at job boards, there are loads and loads of jobs out there of people looking for React developers. Now, granted, they're not necessarily always looking for junior developers, but hey, I figure if you have got the skill, then it's a good one to start out with, just given the number of jobs that are out there. Likewise, thinking about working in a freelance capacity, it's nice to have that kind of flexibility with React where, let's say I work on a well, one website where I build several components that are going to go into that site, and then I want to work on another job. It's nice to know that it's possible to like kind of port pieces of that project into the second project if it's going to help get the job done faster. But overall, when it comes to employability, it seems more and more that having just a good understanding of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript is not quite enough for most of the junior jobs that I've seen out there. Uh, so having some knowledge and experience using a front-end framework is really helpful. And so really, it just comes down to picking one. I picked React because I see and hear a lot about it. it you know, Obviously, it's also helpful to learn when there is a lot of community support because you're going to find a lot of blocks, a lot of uh, tutorials, and just a lot of information about the tool in general as you're trying to learn it. That said, there are definitely other frameworks that are worth considering if React is maybe not for you for whatever reason. So Angular and Vue, it seems, are the other two big, most popular ones. But then there are others as well. Polymer is one of those that I've heard about kind of here and there. So it really just comes down to picking a framework, learning it, and then, you know, building practice projects with it. But for now, for me, this is really just a first impression. So I am not at all skilled yet in uh, being really good with React, but I gave it a try to sort of start to get stuck into it. And these are kind of like what my first reactions were. So the way that I decided to learn it is through a Udemy class. So I, if you listen to episode 29, there was a really fantastic class that I found on Udemy called the Web Developer Bootcamp. 
It's really, really popular and very commonly recommended for people who want to learn how to code. And for me, it was the first class where I got a really fantastic introduction to working in the back end, working with Node.js, and、um, all of these great topics. And I thought, as I mentioned in that episode, that the teacher who gives that course works really well for how I like to learn things. He's really good about explaining not just what to do, but how to do it and why we're doing it in a way that just clicked with me.、Um, so I figured. So they have this person has released another course called the Advanced Web Developer Bootcamp, and so I took a chance on that one because it does include React, and I really like his teaching style. So I figured that would be a good guess. Now, as I took the course, I realized that it's actually a different instructor who is leading the React sections. So I'm not sure if it was the content. Or his teaching style, but my impression of the course, unfortunately, was that a lot of things were just being assumed that I would understand, and so a lot of things sort of went by me. And in a way, it kind of felt like, well, yes, he was technically explaining, you know, what we're doing or why we need to do things. It really just felt like someone was reading documentation out loud to me.、Um, I don't know if it's because it was scripted. I don't know. It just wasn't really clicking with me. So I felt confused more than I felt like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I can try this. Let me try it this way. Let me try it that way.、Um, so that is unfortunate. Another thing that I didn't really love about this class is that it uses Create React App to learn React. So Create React App is a, an npm package, and what it does is basically. Take all of the setup things that you need to do to create a React application, hence the name Create React App, and it does it all for you. So it's really it's great that it's really easy to get up and running quickly, and then you can just sort of get started straight away in actually building the components and putting them together, and you know passing data in and all of the things that you actually need to do in order to build a website. But For me, I sort of felt like a lot of things were sort of being abstracted away, and I didn't really know what I was doing because so much was being done for me. And it's like, am I going to be able to replicate this in the future without using Create React App? I honestly don't know. So that was just an interesting choice. I mean, I get why they did it because it is so easy to get started straight away. But that said, you know, if you're learning a new tool, I personally feel like you want to learn. You know the absolute basics of the tool, and then build on it from there. So that was unfortunate, but it is what it is. But then in the actual class, the first few sections we were kind of so we use Create React App. It sets you up with a basic application, and then what we did was kind of make some changes to that and start to build components. And at first, I can't say I necessarily even saw the benefit of using React, just because. For what we were doing, like I could have just as easily done that with plain HTML, CSS, and, and a little bit of JavaScript. It wasn't even that much JavaScript, to be honest. So it was really just a matter of reorganizing the file structure and kind of where the code was. That was the only real benefit that I saw. And then all of a sudden, in this class, we're just completely in the deep end, and we're working with state and component lifecycles and all of these things. That I really think are just going to take. Quite a bit more time to wrap my head around.、Um, like I said, this is just a first impression, so maybe I'll feel completely differently in a little bit of time. But that was how I felt going through this class. Another thing to point out is that React uses ES6, so I have gotten a little bit of experience over the past few months in working with ES6. But there are definitely some methods that I could probably brush up on. So using call, apply, and bind, and filter, map, and reduce, also arrow functions. All of this is kind of like basic knowledge when it comes to React. So personally, I feel like I can 
improve my comfort level or increase my comfort level with those a little bit more before I really will feel super comfortable using React. So that's just a tip if you're interested in getting started, maybe make sure that you're good on those topics as well. But overall, I would just say that I am not 100% sure yet that I really need React for the types of projects that I'm building. It's super useful when data is being passed in or let's say you have an application that there are user accounts with. So each user is going to have different information passed into their account. In those cases, it seems like based on the examples that I've seen and even the examples that we sort of built in that class or were meant to build, I can see that it's super useful in those cases, but those aren't really the sorts of things that I'm building just now. So personally, I don't necessarily see the benefit just yet. Um, Maybe the Start Over Coder website, actually, which I just rebuilt just because that is passing in data about like where you can find the podcast. You know, all of the episodes obviously have their own page. But for me, using a static site generator, which if you don't know what that is, definitely go back and listen to episode 51. It's my new favorite thing, and I absolutely love static site generators. But for me, that solves that problem, and so I don't necessarily feel like I need React. That said, there is a static website generator called Gatsby that works specifically with React components. So maybe I'm just missing something, and you know, maybe I just haven't hit that pain point yet where React can come in and solve those problems. But that was my first impression, and so I just thought I would share that with you today. Now, as far as next steps, all of that that I said before about employability and learning a framework doesn't go away. So I definitely am planning to continue to learn React, but I also think that I could do with a little bit more practice building some actual sites, building some more demo projects in pure JavaScript. And so I think what I'm going to do is go back to Free Code Camp which I started months and months ago and put aside months and months ago. But I am I think I'm really at this point just going to dive into those projects, get super comfortable using vanilla JavaScript and also ES6 and ES2016, 2017, 2018, really get up to date on just plain JavaScript and then bring React into it at some point in the future. I'm not quite sure when yet at this point. And when I do do that, I'll probably look for a different learning resource just to see if, you know, someone else's teaching style will stick a little bit better in my mind because I can't say I really got it from this course, to be honest, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. And maybe I'll have some better luck with another uh, instructor or another resource. So that's going to wrap it up on this episode for my first impressions using React. If you know of any good resources for learning, I would love to hear about them for when I do go back to it. So you can leave a comment on the page for this episode on the Start Overcoder website. You can find a link directly to that page in the show notes. Just open them up wherever you're listening to this. Or of course, you can always tweet me at Start Overcoder. And if you like what you hear and want to stay with me on this journey of learning to code, starting a new career, and pursuing financial independence, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can do it through your favorite podcast app, or for a list of options, visit startovercoder.com slash subscribe. That's all for this time. Signing off.